You're listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Don't be a juice bag. This is called Pirate Radio. Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? You run around this city like it's your damn shooting gallery. Yeah, what do you do? What do you do? You act like it's a playground. You beat up the bullies with your fists. You throw them in jail. Everybody calls you a hero, right? And then a month, a week, a day later, they're back on the streets doing the yeah. same goddamn so, thing. So you just put them in the morgue. You're goddamn right, I do. One chooses to walk the way of the Mandalore. You are both hunter and prey. This is the way. This is the way. The Force will be with you. Always. Be bold. Be brave. Courageous. Black alert. It's called Pirate Radio. We a refuge for great geeks, cause round here we don't get geek. We don't care for the hate speech. That's why we ain't mainstream. So we linked up on the same team. No heights we can't reach. We are fan, we're hearts true. If you feel the same, sing along too. Say great geek, great geek, refuge, refuge, great geek, great geek, refuge, refuge. Don't be a juice bag, cause round here we don't do that. Don't be a juice bag, cause round here we don't do that. It's like, yeah, uh, no, action news. And now, your host, Mike Lutzberg. I'm totally gonna use that, too. <laughs> Hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of At The Diner, the flagship podcast here on The Great Geek Refuge. My name is Mike Lunsford. I am one of the hosts of this wonderful podcast. I'm going to introduce the other hosts, and we're going to jump right into this because, man, this last episode of Obi-Wan was fucking nuts. Joining me on the podcast, as always, I have Mr. MC Brooks. I have Mr. James Rambo. I also have special guest... You know her, you love her. She's got her own podcast here on the Great Geek Refuge. It is called FedCon. That is Federation Conversations, all about Star Trek. She's also an editor, so she's written some wonderful articles for us as well. Her name is Mariah Beachboard. Hello, you beautiful people. We actually talked about uh, your review of Lower Decks the other the other day when we were doing the podcast because MC had not seen any of the Lower Decks. He's um, also not really seen much Star Trek, so we're little by little like bringing him into the fold, like giving him like little bits and pieces, little tidbits here to uh, to attract him to the Star Trek side. Um, Welcome. Yes. May the force be with you or something. Um, <laughs> so that, oh, the, the fucking meme that's going around shit posting right now where somebody didn't know live long and prosper. Well. And it, 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 they were like, yeah, like live, live fast and get fucked or something. Like, <laughs> oh, okay. I've seen that, but I, I had yeah. no reference point. For yeah. That. <laughs> that's my new favorite thing. Live fast and get fucked. <laughs> um, speaking of getting fucked, boy, did Obi-Wan get fucked in this last episode of Kenobi. Holy crap. Um, spoilers. Don't listen if you haven't watched it, because, man, we're just going to dive right into this. Um, I'm going to start with like just the general take. If I'm scoring this, it's nine out of 10. And the one reason I'm not giving it a 10 is there were some things that I got really nerdy about at the end where I'm just like, wait a minute, how come this didn't happen? I'm not going to give it away yet. How, why didn't they do this? But that, all right, fine. I still love it because it's Obi-Wan and it's Darth Vader and James Earl Jones's voice was fucking amazing in this episode. Like I giggled like an eight-year-old when he's sitting on that throne and he's talking to Reva. Oh man, that was so fucking great. Um, And he's 91. 
And at 91, that voice was making my bones tremble. Like I was like, oh man, I am scared. <laughs> like, this is great. Um, I have enjoyed this ride so much. Um, I cannot wait for more episodes of this. I, I really like what they're doing. The issues that I've always had with Obi-Wan, cause I'm all, I've always been team Anakin. I know that's weird cause he's Darth Vader and he's the bad guy, but I've always been like, eh, Obi-Wan's kind of a douche. <laughs> all of those issues that I had are getting corrected in this series so far. Um, let's start with, again, um, to be polite, you always start with your guest, Miss Mariah. Tell us your thoughts on Obi-Wan. I know you haven't gotten, you weren't with us last week, so you can kind of give us not just this last episode, you can give us kind of your take on the whole series thus far. Yeah, so episode one, I almost fell asleep, so there's that. Um, episode two, a little better. Episode three, uh, fucking awesome. It was, it was so much fun. Um, I forgot how evil Vader is, because you, in the original movies, you usually see him, if he's not blowing up somebody else's planet, he's just killing his own people because he's pissed at them, right? <laughs> but in this last episode, he's like, he's a fucking menace. He was terrifying. And I loved feeling that fear again. And also, by the way, I'm so sorry, James Earl Jones. I thought you had died already. And so I was like, whoever they found to do the voice is amazing. So after the episode, we were checking it out. I was like, Oh my gosh, he's alive. He sounds amazing. That was fantastic. What a treasure and how awesome we still get to have his voice talent. Um, I loved it. I love Leia. I love what a smart ass she is. Um, I feel like a kindred spirit there uh, and how she's like just a kick ass. I can see future Leia in her and that's a delight. Um, the emotional connection about Obi-Wan talking about Padme was beautiful. Um, they have really good detailed world building that I delight in. Like the loader who couldn't talk. I thought that was beautiful, a wonderful metaphor, so much fun. I'm rambling because I enjoyed it and was so relieved that it wasn't a snooze fest like I thought it was going to be on episode one. So that's it. That's me. Yeah, you know, in, in yeah. retrospect, I kind of, I, yeah, the first episode was all building to something. Um, the second episode, a little bit more, was, well, I mean, the reveal at the end of the second episode when she was just like, oh, he's alive. You didn't know. And like, she's just fucking with him. And he's like, he just like has an anxiety attack. Like you can see it happen like real time. Um, yep. And then it built to this this third episode. And it was just, oh man. Especially with the reveal at the end where you see him in the back to tank and he's got the fucking Sith eyes. And I'm just like, oh shit, it's about to happen. <laughs> Um, we started with Rambo um, after Mariah last time uh, when we did Halo. Mr. MC Brooks, give us your takes, man. All right. So uh, what I want to say on the on the front end in regards to James Earl Jones, because I, I actually shared this on Twitter with both Mike and Rambo. Um, but if you actually look at the credits, there's a credit on there that speaks to the use of something called a re-speecher. It's a it's 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 something that is often used with like deep fake videos to imitate people's voices. And so from the sounds, from the from what it sounds like is that James Earl Jones likely did record uh, some dialogue for this, but that was used to kind of clean up his, to, to clean up the, his voice acting and make it sound clear. A lot of people on Twitter were, were kind of pointing out that he sounds more clear here than he did in like Rogue One or some other, some earlier appearances. And so there's a good chance that this program is a good reason why he sounds the way he does in this because he does sound fucking awesome. Um, but that's, I just wanted to, 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 um, to, to point that part out. Um, wow. Yeah. This episode was fucking great. <laughs> I, I, I was, I was, 
I was into it from the beginning all the way, all the way through. Leia, uh, little Leia, continues to be my favorite <laughs> so far. Yeah. I love her sass. I love her attitude. I just, I love the character just, just in general. She can kind of do no wrong as far as I'm concerned. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, Mariah kind of mentioned that Vader, I, and maybe it's because I'm less, uh, I, I, I'm not as well versed in Star Wars as the rest of you have seen the original trilogy and like, 40-ish minutes of episode one. Um, <laughs> uh, but no, like, Vader was fucking terrifying. And, and I think it really, it showcased uh, whether it was through just the voice, the, the great voice acting, or the way he was just wiping people out <laughs> throughout the episode. And even when he was going going after Obi-Wan, I was like, oh yeah, no, he's probably, he's going to die. I mean, like, if I didn't know there were three more episodes after that, I'd be like, oh yeah, no, he's done for. Like, good, yeah, bye. Um, but ultimately, like, it, it was a really good, it was a really good episode. I kind of, I like the, uh, the, the Stu John becoming canon because now we know where Obi-Wan is from. Um, that was kind of funny. Um, shout out to Reva again. She didn't do a lot in this episode. But I want to continue giving her her praises because of all the racist backlash. So shout out to her. I like I like her being such a formidable villain. I don't know what where her character is going to go beyond this. But as we kind of talked about this last week, all of the all of the promo material coming into the series was all in the first two episodes. So like we're all in brand new territory. We have no idea what the hell is going to happen over the next. Couple, couple episodes other than we probably know there's probably going to be another interaction between obi-wan and vader and i'm i'm really yeah. excited for it and honestly i said it last week i'll say it again them only showing promo material from the first two episodes was fucking genius because nobody knew what was coming in this episode mm -hmm. and it and i honestly think that it it's fixing the issue that a lot of movies have where it's like well you already know it's going to happen based on the the trailers no they they knew what they were doing and thank god they did it this way because it really did pack a punch um rambo what say you my man um when I knew that Vader and him were going to fight, I was like, how are they going to make this so that Obi-Wan holds his own and just doesn't flat out die? Obviously, I know he's not going to be killed in this. Yeah. But how are they going to make that believable? And the second it was, oh, Vader's just fucking with him. He's torturing him. He's he's trying to scare him, and, he, and he's he's literally acting as like, uh, uh, like, a, like, like he's a ghost uh, and, is, and is haunting him. Um, that was a stroke of genius. Uh, the idea that that Anakin is still harboring all this rage, uh, and it's like, like, because like when they when they meet up in A New Hope, you're like, okay, they're enemies. Um, but here, it's like, no, no, no. There, there's there's a lot more history there. There's a lot more background there. And even ten years later, he's still just fuming. Like that's how he's been able to maintain his power is just his grudge against this dude. Um, I am always happy to see Indira Varma on screen. Um, she's currently reading uh, the the uh, the witch's books from this world and I'm listening to the second one right now. Oh shit, that's her. Yeah. I and knew her voice sounded familiar. I was like, wait a minute, wonderful. I've heard this voice before. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, it's 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 all the things you guys have said. It's, it's um, he, the new um, Star Wars stuff has done a really good job 
of showing just how terrifying somebody like Darth Vader can and would be. Um, and even just like, like I haven't watched Clone Wars yet. I haven't watched Rebels yet. Um, I have, there's a bunch of the games I haven't played, uh, but I just recently learned that um, in one of the recent games, uh, it, there's no, there's not a boss fight with Vader, but there's a chase sequence where like he's coming after you, <laughs> um, which sounds really unsettling. <laughs> um, yeah, I've watched the video. I wasn't even playing it. I, I watched the video of that and I was like, oh God, he's going to get her. Like, um, yeah. I need to see that. Yeah. It's Fallen something? Fallen? Uh, yeah, Fallen Order. Yeah. Fallen Order. Fallen Order. Okay. Um, but yeah, they've, they've done an expert job of really showcasing just how scary this guy is, just how powerful. Because like, like, you always knew he's powerful and like the suit looked cool. But I remember hearing other people's takes on Darth Vader and be like, oh, it's, it's so, he's so frightening. And I never really felt that way about him um, until Rogue One. And now they just keep going back to that. And, and, and it's sort of like really cementing how unsettling that dude is. Um, I was really pleased to see how ineffective Obi-Wan was in that fight because yeah. all he's doing is just trying to survive. Um, yeah, he got I was, toasted. I was the slightest bit disappointed because I was like, I bet they don't have him light that lightsaber from the last episode. And then he did. And I was like, all right, well, I mean, you know, not a big deal, but it would have been cool if they like really held off. I'm like, bam, there you go. Um, but he's, I mean, he's not going to be good with it until the end of the last, <laughs> last episode of the show, uh, more than likely. Um, yeah, I was I was really pleased with it. It continued to, to, um, to put together a really impressive show. Uh, yeah, Little Tiny Leia is awesome. Um, Baby, yeah, no I've seen some memes where it's like Baby Leia, Leia is now surpassing Baby Yoda. Like, <laughs> <laughs> there's, yeah. a, there's a whole thing about uh, Obi-Wan's brother that I was yeah. reading about mm-hmm. that oh, I didn't know um, that this was like a like thing in Star Wars lore where it's like yeah. back and forth between like it is and it's not. And People have like, talked for years about yeah. the possibility that Owen Lars is Obi-Wan's brother. Which apparently comes from the original script yeah. for uh, 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 Return of the Jedi. And then it was, and, and it's in the novelization as well. Like they yeah. didn't edit it in the novelization. So yeah. like he refers to him as his brother um and then there was like retcons like as as recent as like four years ago there was a retcon story yeah. that said like oh no he he had a dream and it was the force showing him what he thought was the past was actually the future and all this shit and you're like oh all right yeah. whatever it's yeah cool fast. star wars always plays it fast and loose with their their canon like as far as like continuity like and that's that was my biggest gripe um i love this and i'm i'm a vader fanboy um unfortunately um mostly just because like i felt that and we've talked about this before like you you see these things that anakin dealt with as a kid and like i felt like if he had had the right master and actually dave filoni himself said this that had qui-gon been his master and was more father figure than obi-wan just kind of being like stop being a bitch anakin and listen to what i'm telling you <laughs> like that that would have been better because qui-gon knew that the, the jedi council was wrong and that the jedi were wrong and that they were being corrupted by power and corrupted by like they, they were like basically too too far up their own asses to see this and had qui-gon been his master this never would have happened and that's why the first episode is called duel of the fates 
or like that fight is between all of them because it's about the fate of Anakin Skywalker. And I was like, wow, that's fucking deep. That was my issue was that I felt like Anakin brought all of his issues to the Jedi, to Obi-Wan. They all knew and nobody did anything to help him about uh, like help him out with it. And it was like, Anakin's like, I'm having these bad dreams. And Yoda's like, shit's crazy. Right. And like, just kind of like, let it go. And like, he went to Mace Windu at various points and he's just like, yo, Emperor, like the Palpatine is a Sith Lord. And he's like, that's cool. If it's true, I might trust you. Like, motherfucker, come on. Like, they all know the relationship that him and Palpatine had, that Palpatine was like a father figure to him. And he's telling you that his dad is a bad guy. And you're just like, well, if it's true, I might believe you, but you know, fuck you. Like, there's also, and I don't know if you guys knew this or not, there's a theory that Mace Windu hated Anakin as much as he did because Mace Windu was convinced that he was the chosen one. And that when this kid shows up, that is the chosen one, he's pissed and he resents him and he won't admit it because again, Jedi don't admit that sort of thing. We're perfect and wonderful in all ways and shapes and forms. And that's why he harbors this deep resentment for him. And I was like, Ooh, that's interesting. Um, but like the issue I had with this is, and, and Rambo, I actually got to give you credit. What you said might've taken down my anger towards what I'm about to say. When you were like, he's like a ghost haunting him. I'm like, fuck, that makes a lot of sense. That's why he didn't kill him. It's because he just wants to fuck with him. But like once he lights his ass on fire, which really isn't funny. I don't know why I'm laughing, but like <laughs> he lights him on fire. He's like, you're going to, you're going to suffer. Like I suffered. I'm like, damn, this is fucked up. And then like <laughs> the bigger explosion. And then like Vader has the whole contingent of stormtroopers right there. And like the, I can't remember her name, but she shoots like three or four stormtroopers and Vader's just like, ah, fuck it. Let him go. Like See, I've, I thought that was, I remember thinking, oh, that's so like Vader. Like just, just, just stare, stare at him, see the, the chaos and be like, I'm coming back later. I'm going to go have some lunch and I'm yeah. going to come back later. Cause yeah. I know that I'm going to catch yeah. them again. They're going to heal a little bit and then I'm going to flame broil them again in, you yeah. know, this huge theatrical fashion. Yeah. I, I pan seared him once and then I'm going to finish him off in the oven. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's a, there's the, a confidence in that. That is so and it's maniacal. arrogant. It's, it's Anakin's arrogance. It, yeah. And this is, um, this is why you guys are the best. This is why I love having you on podcasts together because you guys help put these things together that like, I'm all irritable about and, you know, fanboying and I'm like, he should have just jumped across the fire and choked the shit out of him. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's Humphrey Dick's caretaker explaining to Wesley why he's, he's like tending to his wounds it's like the prince always insists that everyone be healthy before they're broken. Like, uh, yeah. if you're not nice, if you're not in good health, then when I hurt you, it won't matter as much. I want you at full strength, Obi-Wan, before yeah. I break you. Mm -hmm. You're gonna feel this entirely. And, and like Bader makes a point to say he's like, your pain is just beginning. Yeah. And like, now he's gotta fear yeah. him chasing him down again. Ex yep. Exactly. Oh. And like the, all, next. all the Jedi implications here, too, of like why couldn't Obi-Wan stand up against Vader. The first off is like, I think, and they haven't said it, but I think Obi-Wan cut himself off from the force. Very simple. Like, there's something to that. Yeah. What yeah. Luke, what Luke did in uh last um or uh yeah, the last Jedi. Um, because when he tries to save Leia falling, it's not just him sticking his hand out and using the force. He has to like refine those neural pathways because it's muscle memory, essentially. Mm -hmm. It's hard for him to do that. And I'm thinking that he hasn't used the force at all since 
the end of Revenge of the Sith. I think that the fight with Anakin was so traumatic for him that he's never even turned his lightsaber on since then. In fact, well, no, he definitely didn't because he had him in a box in the in the in the desert, like buried. Like he wasn't touching those things again. Like he was wallowing in shame, which yeah. is so destructive. I th- I think he was wallowing in shame, but I also think that he like there's a certain amount of regret and it was, and I've said this before that like my biggest issue with Anakin and Obi-Wan's fight was Anakin's like, I'm bad. And Obi-Wan's like, yup, I'm killing you. And like, that was it. There was no like attempt at trying to reconcile attempt at like, look, look, you did a lot of bad shit, dude. And you need to atone for that, but you're still my brother. And that's the other thing he calls him his brother, but Obi-Wan was more or less his dad. Like I, you know, it's funny when you were mentioned Qui-Gon earlier. Yeah. Um, and you were saying that it, it might have gone different if Qui-Gon was his master. Yeah. Um, I think Qui-Gon's a problem. I think that um I think it probably would have gone different, but it just wouldn't necessarily have gone better. Um okay. because Qui-Gon tended to just kind of do whatever he wanted. Like the Jedi's are assholes. Let's not get let's not get that confused. Yeah. They're they're jackasses. Um also, Obi-Wan was totally wrong in his interpretation of the prophecy because Anakin does bring balance to the Force because yes. he kills a bunch of the Jedi yeah. and brings yeah. forth more of the Sith. Um, yeah, no, yeah they're, they're even now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, he totally did it. Yeah. Balance. Like, that's how that goes, motherfucker. <laughs> that's like, how I always felt about it. Yeah, you, like, oh, you thought balance meant all of the bad guys would go away. That's, that's an imbalance. Um, but, but Qui-Gon, like... When Qui-Gon takes on Anakin, he kind of just blows off Obi-Wan. He's like, yeah, you're fine. You're ready. It's fine. And <laughs> he's basically like 16. He's like, yeah, get out of the house. Get a well, job. Honestly, like, fine. That's what it felt it. like, is, is it, at least to me, is it never felt like he, he really thought he was prepared. He thought, he was like, well, this is my new project. This is my new thing to focus on. So, yeah, yeah, I'm sure you're fine. Um, Agreed. Yeah. And I Damn. feel like- Do you if, think there's some resentment there? I mean, I think there might be that, but I think it's it's more like if he was fully prepared to be a Jedi in the way that he should have been, Anakin wouldn't necessarily have gone that direction he did. Because if he was ready to really do that job, or I guess maybe not, because he not only does he go, he, he doesn't just go from like, uh, uh, from Padawan to, to Jedi, he goes from Padawan to Jedi to Master. Like he has, he's he's forced instantly to like, not just um, be his own man, he now is responsible for this child as well. So I, I guess that, that sounds like the most fair comparison. I don't know. I think that, that Qui-Gon, it, like I said, I think, I think he would have done better, but I think there would have been some really awful shit that still happened. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying everything would have been, you know, sunshine and rainbows, because like you mentioned, balancing of the force means that the light and the dark are equal. And like, yeah. I read an article. That's what the prince has told us uh, yeah. in his his uh, his <laughs> his essay against Star Wars nerds. Have you seen that? Yes, I have, and it's it's <laughs> fucking spot on. Yeah, I have not. I need to see this. It is him. He was on a podcast or something talking about Star Wars. Oh, he yeah, he totally calls Luke a Mary Sue too, which is fucking hilarious. He yeah. rips into Star Wars fanboys about how it's so. He's like, it, they're all it, everything's for kids. It's all designed for children. Like 
And the fact that there are all these nerds who are so mad, it's like, I'm sorry it didn't age with you, but shut the fuck up. <laughs> and he talks about like his knowledge of the force. And he's like, and don't fucking try and correct me because I learned from Dave Filoni who learned from George Lucas. <laughs> and like, just, I'll, I'll send you a link, just rips into these dudes. Yeah, I'm grabbing it right now. Yeah. About how like, awesome. you know, every fight, is not dictated by who is better in the fight. It's dictated by the force. You can know how every fight is going to go based on what the current balance is between Sith and Jedi and good and, and, and dark and light and dark. Like if you're aware of that, you know how everything's going to go. Um, it's like, it's not based on skill. It's not about that. Um, and it's just him really leaning in. And the fact that he voices, um, was it Kanan? Kanan, yeah. Um, like I think someone has gone and edited his monologue to animated shots of Kanan. I gotta see that. Okay. <laughs> so it's like the character is yelling at people. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's great to see him like, you know, shut the fuck up, you assholes. Like, this is how this functions. It's, it's really funny because everybody thinks they understand the thing that they love, the thing that they grew up with. And like, they're so unwilling to listen to any sort of reason. That like when when Luke had cut himself off from the Force in, in Last Jedi, everybody was like, "That's not the Luke that I know." It's not. How is it not? How is how is it not the dude who anytime he has even come close, like inching close to the dark side, bad shit has happened. So it's happened to him twice. It happened to him when, um, in Return of the Jedi, he gave into the dark side a little bit to defeat his dad. And he was like, Oh my God, what have I done? I'm going to be just like him. And then he cracks back. He's like, no, I'm not doing this. And then the emperor shocks the shit out of him for like 25 minutes. He does it again and almost killing his nephew. And he's like, my God, every time I make this mistake, something awful happens. What's the best way to fix this? Cut myself out of it completely. It's the most mature Jedi thing he could possibly do. And people are like, no, nah, she should have like been riding on a Star Destroyer like a fucking sandworm in Dune and like just, just slicing people open and like saying cool one-liners with a cigar in his mouth and shit. Like that, that, that's what he, he needs to be in action here. Like they're missing the point. But not only that, his mentors, Obi-Wan and Yoda, what did they both do when shit went bad? Went into hiding. left. They exactly. bounced. <laughs> So what is the example that he's been given? And like, just, no, he should have just, he should have just been blowing shit up. No, that's not how the Jedi work, man. And he even nailed that too. Cause he said it, he goes, the Jedi think that they own the force and they're wrong. And like, this is the problem is they think that the force is theirs. It's not like that. That's not how the force works. So like, he totally understands the whole concept of it. And like, we all like, there's another great meme out there that shows like, you know, all of these characters that we see like that, that have popped up that are about diversity and and inclusion have gotten shouted down by star Wars fans on the internet. And that Kylo Ren, a self-important like narcissistic douchebag who's clinging to the past is the storyteller's way of, of turning the mirror on star Wars fans. This is you, you're Kylo Ren. You're this person who's obsessed with the past, who like lashes out at anybody who disagrees with you and throws temper tantrums. And I was like, yeah, that's pretty accurate. Yeah. Yeah. It's, <laughs> I, I, I appreciate also the, the, the consistency among elder Jedi to be like, Oh, she's getting really bad. 
I gotta go. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna head over here. <laughs> like, um, and I and I also she's like, well, let's see. Obi Wan went to the desert. Yoda went to a swamp. How about I find like a nice watery planet <laughs> that has bright sunshine and plenty of creatures for me to milk? Um, <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's. I remember having this conversation with this guy when I was because because last year I dropped when I was still working at one of the movie theaters, and I you know I ran to some dude and you know I was like you know hey, what'd you see and and uh, he's like oh we watched Last Jedi and I was like oh what'd you think and he was like well you know and he starts saying like not being like the super aggressive Star Wars fan but being like you know I, I just you know I just don't think that's how Luke would have done things and I go okay all right cool um, how old are you and he's like oh, only twenty five cool. Um, how do you, do you still have the same opinions and action thoughts that you had when you were 12? And he goes, no, of course not. And I go, cool. So 30 years have gone by. Do you think Luke would still be the same guy? And he's like, fuck. <laughs> it was this moment of like, no, he wouldn't. <laughs> like, yeah, man, people change over time. Like, I think and that's that what makes a good story, man. Yes. Like, we were just complaining about Halo, those characters that didn't have an arc. So, when these characters you hold to be sacred make choices you don't want them to make, the the response shouldn't be that's bad writing. It's oh shit, this is interesting. Like, yeah. where's this Why gonna go? That that's what you. That's right. what you actually want. So stop complaining about it when it happens. Yeah. And yeah, and and of course it's damned if you do it, damned if you don't. If they if they change too much, oh well, that's bad. If they don't change at all, oh, that's bad. And it's like, well, consider what's going on. Also, not to mention the fact that like Luke went from um, like fucking desert hillbilly farm boy to savior of the galaxy to seeing everything he helped save collapse in on itself. Not because uh, the the thing that he beat. Uh, 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 came back because fanboys of that thing were like, oh, you know, it was dope <laughs> Nazism. Let's bring that back. And he's like, for fucking real, I just swept this house. Like, are, what are we doing? And he's well, like, did it take right. your shoes off before he came in? God damn. And, and he, he gets to see like this entire dream that he helped like kind of build completely collapse. And he's like, well, I'm not going to do it again. He should have listened to Owen. Owen knew everything that was going to happen <laughs> before it happened. <laughs> Tried to tell you. Just went, force goes to Owen, just just showing up and shaking his head. Just give me that multiverse story of like middle aged farmer Luke Skywalker, middle aged my moisture farmer Luke Skywalker, just like seeing stormtroopers and Jim be like, mm, bummer. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> man, what I, I started to love him in that scene, you know, when he's like looking so dissatisfied and just disgruntled. And remembering what happens to him eventually, I was like, man, stop making me love this dude, please. <laughs> like my heart is breaking. Oh, we we talked about it. Um, Joel Edgerton is the guy who plays Owen. And like the last time we saw him was at the end of episode three, he has no lines. But in episode two, he's this like young, like, hey, I'm Owen Lars. This is my girlfriend, Baru. We like living on a desert planet. Aren't things great? And then- <laughs> This time we hear him talk again, and he he sounds like the actor from A New Hope. He's grizzled. He's got that gravelly aspect to his voice, but this fucking snark that comes out of his mouth when Obi Wan's like, he needs to be trained. He's like, yeah, like you trained his dad. <laughs> <It's> like, look, <laughs> you gave me this kid to keep an eye on. 
he's my child now stay the fuck away from my son like i'm not gonna let you come in here and make like vader 2.0 piss off yeah (laughs) oh wait he's gonna have a nice boring life like me and his aunt (laughs) and drink this questionable blue milk and he's not gonna do shit out of tupperware right that always fascinated me like the fact that they had tupperware on tatooine like it had the same noise you know that tupperware makes i was fascinated by it something universal you get it right the first time i mean i just wish we had figured out hyperdrives first before we figured out tupperware i guess we're backwards but you know hey whatever that and that magic blender that she had oh yeah well that's the stuff i hyper fixate on when i say world building i mean tupperware and blenders I mean, that's part of it. Like, that's the problem with Halo. It didn't have Tupperware. It's a distinct lack of Tupperware. It's their own fucking fault, man. How they um, leftovers? Yeah. Um, is so there cool. any? Is there anything that you are hoping to see from this? Because we'll we'll go ahead and wrap up here in a couple minutes here. But is there anything that you're really hoping to see with this series? Because we only got three episodes left. And like, I, I don't know, I've, I've heard rumors, but I don't know if it's confirmed. Is there going to be a second season? I'd like to see Luke, like baby Luke. All we saw was him yeah. driving his house. Yeah. Like a, <laughs> like a pod racer, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'd like to see Luke and Leah, Leah, Leia, they probably won't interact, but like, yeah, I don't think I'd they like can. to see more yeah. of that. Yeah, I'd like to see more of that. It would be cool to have like, Obi-Wan get Leia back and he, he's trying to meet up with uh, with Organa and he can't do it so he has to go back to Tatooine briefly and they have like a like a single moment interaction that would be great and it's um, full of snark and smartassery and we yeah and she's it. just super read through to him. <laughs> that would that would um, track that would totally track and, and and like you know how often do you like you know do you remember the uh, the one conversation you have with a random kid when you were 10 years old. Some, as um, you, as you called him, some random space hillbilly. Like, <laughs> <laughs> driving his who, house. I was, <laughs> God, if, if he talks, if he could talk like Boomhauer from King of the Hill. No, 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 he should. Dang, man, I'll tell you what, man, I was riding a daggone house around like a pod racer. Whew, man. Tell you what. Be, I'm gonna pet that dog, kid. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna pet that bantha. Uh, I'm gonna pet that bantha. <laughs> Luke, go to sleep. I can't go to sleep. I want to pet this bantha. I'm gonna do it right now. <laughs> We've turned Luke into off. a hillbilly. It's fantastic. Uh, That's I, what I, Owen I, wants. I cannot take credit for that. I saw some dude on TikTok talking about yeah. that. It was funny. Funny as shit. Um, I, I, I want Liam Neeson. Give me Liam Neeson, Forest Ghost. Yeah. Um, I think we're gonna get it. Um probably not for another episode or two. Maybe maybe not until the last one, but like I I think we'll get a little a little quick scene with uh with Wagon. That'd be dope. Yeah. I um I, I want I know this sounds weird, but I want Obi-Wan to heal and then I want him to do a Rocky-esque training. Uh, montage <laughs> yeah. of him getting back in, into connection with the force i want getting strong now playing too like but it needs to be by like the the jizz band like they need to be doing it yeah <laughs> the jizz whalers yeah the jizz whalers yeah like yeah, they you, need to you be want the a cover yeah of, of getting strong now <laughs> yes yeah, a jizz cover <laughs> i can't believe george lucas calls that space music jizz with a straight face and then whenever somebody's like what's it called he's like it's jizz that's what it's called. What? What's funny? Is there something you'd like to say? 
what's so humorous what's humorous word. about my appearance i just picture that that really tall guy in the in the tiny car from the simpsons is there something humorous about my appearance <laughs> you, you find something funny about my automobile um <laughs> apparently the word jizz <laughs> is uh, uh from the word jism which meant strength strength or energy of course nice. absolutely that and rockets <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> sticks, sticks, sticks. Um, Just everywhere. <laughs> it's where I live. <laughs> oh my God. I um I wanna see I wanna see Obi-Wan like not like just push his trauma away. I want him to deal with the trauma. I want him to accept that like this is what it is and like realize that he's gotta get his shit together in order to protect Luke, in order to protect Leia, that this is a serious threat now. Um, but like, I again, I want to see Liam Neeson as well. I think that, that would be awesome. Um, I just want to keep seeing this this go. I'm really enjoying what they're doing so far. Um, I'm glad that Star Wars has figured out that like TV might be better for him than movies. Um, I'm glad that they're putting their effort into this. Um, I'm, I'm just, I'm enjoying this ride and um, I'm really glad that you and McGregor settled into the role. But honestly, the thing that I'm enjoying the most is I'm so glad that Hayden Christensen is getting a chance to uh, of redemption because that dude got treated like absolute dog shit by the fan base. And like, he did not deserve any of it. And like, I'm so glad that he's getting a chance to play this character again. I honestly want to see him and I want to hear him. Like maybe we'll get some flashbacks or something. Like I just, again, I want this guy to get some redemption and like, it was like this long, but like that scene when he's, when Obi-Wan's staring out into that field and he sees somebody in, in the hood and it turns around yeah. and it's Anakin. I was like, Ooh, this is good. I'm really wondering how they're going to do that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really want to see more with him. Um, I'm really curious how, how baby Luke's going to sound. Um, yeah, <laughs> this is, this is going to be good stuff. Um, anybody else have any parting, uh, desires mc rambo what do you um mariah what do you want to see with this i want to hear mc what do you want to see oh i mean uh it's kind of hard to answer this because i know the least about star wars <laughs> than all of you than all of you um i think seeing luke would be cool or just any other world building they can give kind of for the time frame um uh for where the show is taking place um i know there's an ahsoka show coming out um yeah. Wasn't she connected to Anakin at some point? She so was Anakin. Oh, yeah. She was Anakin's Padawan. Yeah. Yeah. So that I feel like that. I mean, I, I know that uh, like Dave Filoni said not to expect like a ton of cameos, but I feel like it'd be cool just to see her pop up, uh, to see Qui Gon pop up even as a as a force ghost. I think just whatever they decide to do would be dope. I've based on just what we've seen so far, like it's been dope. So like I trust whatever whatever they decide to do. Yeah. Yeah, I same. I want to see more lightsaber which, fights just because I love lightsaber fights. But which I do hope that they. I, I, I agree with you, Mike. I do hope that it does. It does get a season two, uh, not only because it's good, but to also piss off the people that are review bombing the show on Rotten Tomatoes. Who's doing that again? Assholes. Yeah, they are. They are. Yeah. Yesterday. It Shame was the, on you. Like the 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 overall score is like eighty seven percent, and that, I want to say like yesterday the audience score was fifty seven percent. Because how dare how dare a black woman be a prominent character? Well, not like, only we that, can't have nice things. It's also the thing oh. I shared with you all the other day about whatever Jake Kenobi and all like all that stuff. 
Yeah, I don't even. I still don't understand that. I have oh, not been able no. to find an answer as to who Jake Kenobi is. It's it's all of these people who are talking about how bad the series is and like yeah. there's a hashtag hashtag Jake Kenobi and I looked it up and it's it's this guy who's an artist and that's the name he goes by because yeah. when he got married him, him and his wife were like well, well let's just change our names to whatever we wanted to and he changed his last name to Kenobi and like I don't know how he fits together with this weird toxic neckbeard fanboy shit that's going on yeah but changing like, your name to Kenobi does not make you relevant no and it's just it's just <laughs> not a Jedi make no. <laughs> yeah no one cares yeah I'm I'm in agreement yeah um big thanks to mariah mariah thank you for joining us this week it's um, been fun yeah and and we'll we'll have to uh, see about you having you on future episodes of at the diner give another plug to this awesome star trek thing you got going on all right it's fedcon you combine star trek with theater and lgbtq that's what we are we're a party um you can contact us at uh federation conversations at gmail.com we're also on insta look us up on apple podcasts fedcon woot woot Woo! mc give the fans a shout out to all the wonderful things that you're doing and how they can support you and all of your various things that you do Okay, uh, well, no, there was no overflow this week, but I do have a couple episodes coming out next week. I kind of alluded to it earlier. Sonic is, the Sonic community is becoming very much like the Star Wars community, and it's kind of really uh, frustrating, especially because they're they're doing this thing now where, like, things that are, that are heralded as great in the past, now they're like, oh, no, no, no. We need you to know that it's now, we now say this terrible. And, like, I, I'm, I'm kind of tired of that. But in addition to that, I do have a song coming out in two weeks. And uh, yeah, on the 18th, in two weeks, like on this Saturday, it's called Crunchy Roll and Chill. It will be on all streaming platforms. And uh, yeah, let's look forward to it. Support our good friend, MC Brooks. Go to Bandcamp, search MC Brooks. Give the man some money for his amazing music. Seriously, the theme song. He wrote the theme song for GGR. Um, or for At The Diner. Um, he has done amazing music. Like, check him out. He's incredibly talented i i love his stuff you guys should love his stuff as well uh, mr rambo i know that you don't have anything currently but there's something and we're keeping it hush hush there's a cool thing keep your eyes open for the cool thing that rambo and i are working on here pretty soon yeah. but was was there anything else that you got man other than your amazing collection of books behind you and various art projects and things uh well my plans consist mostly of playing horizon forbidden west for the rest of the weekend um yeah. Yeah. That's about it. That's all I really got going on right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We got a cool project that we're working on. I'm really looking forward to. But, um, and I mentioned this before and I'll mention it again. Um, sometimes you don't produce the things that are, um, you may, especially creative types, we, we tend to beat ourselves up when we're not creating. Um, and and I, I feel like Rambo, you might be doing that a little bit. And I, I wanted to point out that like, I wouldn't be able to do most of the digital art stuff that I do if it wasn't for your instruction and your help. So I wanted to thank That's you fun. for that. And same thing with Mariah. Like when we do these pod, uh, when we do the playcasts, like a lot of the things when we need to rewrite scripts, I'm coming to you and you're helping me with that. MC, when I'm like, fuck, I need some new music and I, I need some ideas on these things because like this sounds like somebody who is stuck in the 90s when it comes to the music that I play. And you're just like, hang on, I got something for you. I know what kind of music you like. The fact that you're able to like, discern what I like and like, and you're just like, here, here's an amazing playlist. Like I appreciate all three of you so very much when it comes to these things. And like, it really shows 
that what GGR is trying to do as far as build a community, that's the solution to this. We, we, we lean on each other, we, we help each other out, makes for better things because, hey, here we go, here's the catchphrase, because together there are no heights that we can't reach. Have a great week, guys. Thank you for listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Make sure you check out our website, greatgeekrefuge.com, for all of our awesome articles and wonderful podcasts. This has been Pirate Radio Network production, Juice Bags. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, boy!